us. Kayanos, fresh tongues. Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain. Kayanos! We want to continue from where we stopped yesterday. The apostolic sending model.
there were seasons when Abraham started a journey. A journey. It was a mighty journey, a deeper revelation of the content of the covenant that God got with him. Because when God cuts covenant with people, at the onset, they might not understand the full import of that covenant. It is as we journey with God, then we begin to realize that there are deeper things encoded in that covenant that you cut with God. It is the demand of things we begin to see ensuing after the covenant is cut that we make us to live a consecrated life. We now find out that the covenant will start placing demands on our life. When Abraham cut covenant with God, he never knew the import of that covenant. Until one day Jehovah arose and told him, you will circumcise all the firstborn. He never knew that this is part of the covenant. That is how God starts his journey with us. He will woo you with his love. But after some seasons, you will find out that covenants will begin to place demand on your life. Some of those demands is the manifestation of the consecrated life that you live. Others can do it, but because covenant has binded you, the demand on your life will now be different. This is the life of covenant men. It will demand a certain kind of living that is different from others. Others may do it and say there is no consequence, but for you, you are a man of covenant. In fact, for the generations to come that is tied to that man, Abraham, all of them have to be circumcised so that they will partake of that covenant that he cut with God. And this has this is the basis upon which it is paramount that Abraham enforces the rules of that covenant. In fact, he lived it so much so that God came to a point and said, I know Abraham. His knowledge of Abraham was uh, uh, testified in the fact that he said that he will command his children to keep the content of the covenant so that what I promised, what I said will happen, will happen. As I told you before, that the covenant is a covenant is made up of two components. The Greek word for one is what we call Brit. The second one is what we call Diteke. The Diteke is the agreement. The agreement that God has with Abraham. Just like we are born into Christ, the agreement we had with God that is in Christ, that is called the New Covenant. So if you read the New Testament and the Epistles, or you even read the Old Testament, as in the Scripture, when I mean the Old Testament, I don't mean the Old Order. I mean the Old Testament as a Bible. When you read it with the lens of Christ, you will still see the content, many components of the new covenant that is still in the Old Testament. Meanwhile, for you to be able to see this, you have to read with the lens of Christ. Because that is the only chosen way that God has ordained in the last days to speak. But that's not my point. My point is this. A time came when Abraham began to join. And if it is true that that covenant is sure, then there are many things that we have to come out of that covenant. Walking before me and be perfect. That is the demand that the covenant now made on him. He never knew. He thought, he thought he can partake of the covenant and still do this one and do and mix all of them together. He said, walk before me and be what? 
Africa. Meanwhile, he was on a search. Because if it is true that God cut you off from your father, cut you off from your mother, cut you off from your brethren, and say, Come, let me show you a land. What sort of covenant is that? That we cut you off from everything that could succor you on your journey in life. It was on those days that Abraham began to journey to understand the content of this covenant. On one of those days, he stumbled on the reality of Jehovah. Jehovah El Shaddai. The all-sufficient one. The one that sustains all things and is not sustained by anyone. That's why we have to sing this song. Hallowed be your name.
like Solomon, he will tell you that there is nothing new under the sun. That what has been is what will be and will continue to be. It so happened that God did not leave us alone. He left for the church a pattern, a model. And anytime that there is a, a bid for God to accomplish things at a, a short notice, he will begin to pour out his spirit. And then the resultant effect is that the harvest will be plenteous. Why do we cry for revival? It is because the emphasis and the tools and methods that we have been using up till now 
is not able to accomplish God's agenda. So heaven has steered our hearts to begin to cry for something more. The things we are comfortable with, you are no more comfortable with it. Before you pray for one hour and believe that pastors pray for 30 minutes and they are they are using it to preach for one year. 30 minutes prayer. That is if, if they prayed. These days it, it can no more serve. Do you know why? God has breathed upon the souls of people and then released upon them an insatiable hunger for things that are eternal. It is the greatest proof that we are on the verge of something tremendous. And if it is true, then we have to prepare our hearts. It so happened that we are not the first age that experienced these matters. Are you with me now? As I always say, Jesus is not just your Lord and your Savior. The man Jesus is pattern. Say pattern. So beyond many things he came to do, one of the major things he did was to set a pattern for us. So somebody can come to him like this. I met the woman that had many friends, boyfriends, and said that this woman was caught in the very act. What should we do to the person? They don't need to go to heaven and ask God. Because the embodiment of God himself is working in their midst. Now, what he did is not to reference anybody or anything. He began to write on the ground, showing you the very opinion of God concerning that woman as he matters. A woman marries seven husbands. Who will be her husband on that day? He doesn't need to consult any reference. He will begin to write and expatiate on the matter because he is the embodiment of God. The day Jesus lived, he became the clearest definition of God so that any other information we seek as it pertains to the personality, the knowledge, and every other thing that pertains to God is not far-fetched. We just need to send him the memo and he will bring us the result back. So he lived on earth as God himself will live, setting for us an, an example, a pattern of living. And not just for us personally, he set for the church a pattern, a model. Are you with me now? He knew that there is a, an age that will come after him. You know he's a prophet. So much so that even people on that day called him Elijah. You know some of you think that Jesus is one quiet man walking like this. That he cannot hurt a fly. He can't do anything. But the day that Jesus walked the earth, of all the prophets, go and read the scripture, the prophets they likened him to, they were, they were dangerous prophets. I thought they were liking him to Nahum or Nathan. And all those scam prophets, they called him Elijah. They called him Jeremiah. You know he's Jeremiah. The one that one man came and, and, and bound himself and broke the yoke and said, Thus has the Lord set Israel free. Say, because you broke this yoke, you, eh, they will put you, you will die. You won't come back. He, they called him the weeping prophet. Because all the time he is filled with burden, his heart burns. All the things that God is telling him is is whoa, whoa. He, sometimes he begs God to tell him good news to so tell the people.
but he was born in an era when Satan was having the field day. So the word of God in his mouth is correction and rebuke and judgment. First of all, for the people of God and then for other nations. That was the word that was on his mouth until he died. So Jesus began to preach the same way Elijah preached. The same way Jeremiah preached. They asked him, we see that you are a prophet like Elijah. So Jesus took that day and said that my father will send to you another comforter. He was trying to introduce a regime. He was trying to introduce another paradigm. He is trying to say that as I'm training you people, we have come on the verge of another thing bigger. In fact, he so much has ascertained that his own ministry as of now is not too useful. That it is expedient that what? That he will come. This is true of the seasons that we have entered. The wise people we know that there are certain things in the body of Christ that will be no more after this season. I will tell you. Because the regime that will be introduced will make many methods and many things and many people obsolete. Are you with me? Jesus could have, because Jesus is still healing the sick, doing miracles, doing all kinds of things, and people are following him. But he could have continued doing ministry. But he said, in fact, as I'm talking to you now, the extent of God's agenda has not been pushed. Even though I have a burden to bring you up to speed as it pertains to God's plan and agenda, you cannot bear it. Meanwhile, there is another regime that I will introduce to you. The governor of that regime is a personality called the spirit. The spirit is the governor of that regime because the, ex, 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 the, the reality and the essence of God is his own personality. You see, the Holy Spirit is the reality and the essence of God. So, if the life that God is bringing in this new regime is not the things that we perceive from outside. He said that in this new regime, I will take away the wrong heart and I will write my laws on the tablets of your heart. The renewal now will be after the inward man and the ministrations will be after the inward man. In fact, he spoke to them. He said, except a man is born of the spirit. It then means that this oppression now will be as a result of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That he has found out that every other engagement that is outside of the spirit realm will not yield any result because the fall of man was, the spirit of man was the most hit by the fall of man. So every restructure and every recovery must start first in the spirit. Are you with me? If you are with me, say amen. Now every other attempt that God has made to recover has failed. Not because he intended it to fail, but because according to the scripture in the book of Hebrews, he said that the law is holy. But why was the law discarded? He said that the law was discarded because it was ineffective and inefficient. Why was he inefficient and ineffective? 
said that the, the law will tell you what to do, but will not minister to you the capacity to keep that. The reason is because what is any man was after the inward. Meanwhile, the resources and the application, the demand of the law is coming to you from outside. So the law lacks the capacity to minister to the inside of men. And there is only one being that have the capacity to minister to your inside. He is who? The Holy Ghost. So, Jesus went and acquired all the details and the demands of the new regime that is about to come. That is what we call the sacrifice and atonement of Jesus. Are you with me now? He paid for everything to bridge the gap. And then, having been able to fulfill all the quotas of divine justice, he came to a point and he said now that I will go to my father. And when I go, I will receive of him the Holy Ghost. And I will shed forth. Even when he came to the book of Acts, when he tried to give them a refresher course on the things that pertains to the kingdom, he said, ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. When Jesus is about to go, are you with me? You are not even with me. The emphasis changes when there is... Um, when we are close to a change of regime and a change of paradigm, are you with me? When we are on the verge of something new, then the emphasis that we begin to make will change. That is what Jesus is trying to show them. That even though you enjoyed me one on one, we have not been able to do much of. as it pertains to what God demands. We are not doing anything. If we will do anything, then there is a need for a change of regime. And if there is a change of regime, there is a need for a change of governor. Somebody in charge of that regime. Because the demand and the scope of what I want to do can never be... No matter the effort we are making. Even if your church accommodates 100,000 people, we have not done anything. Do you know the population of this state? Millions. Meanwhile, the biggest church in this state, the biggest church, I don't care the denomination, there is no church in this state that houses up to 2,500 at a go. It can be in other states. In one service, there is no one. Okay, let me just say 5,000. Out of millions, why are we scrambling with church building? I said we are on the verge of something new and if it is true the paradigm have to change and the emphasis will change jesus said except the cup wheat falls to the ground and dies it does what the problem with the people that have stayed with the old move and what god has did which is wonderful is that as we are coming into the real thing instead of them to change their heart posture and partake they decide that the cup of wheat will never die and if the corn of wheat doesn't die, it will abide alone. So Jesus, as good as he loved what he was doing, he said that I have finished my work. The demand now is for me to introduce the personality that is in charge of the new regime coming. In his own regime, 3,000 people can be born again in one hour. That's the regime of the Holy Ghost. In the regime of the Holy Ghost, somebody can be telling a story. And men will be struck in their heart and say, what shall we do to be saved? 
the same people that if you preach to them before they will carry you and crucify but in the regime of the spirit they will cry out what shall we do we say you now notice that the effectiveness in what we are doing has been multiplied to infinite measures why would you stay in the one that is not working when you have realized the project that heaven has there is a project that heaven has and that project will continue we will not be able to achieve much in the emphasis and methods that we are using if we keep to this regime and this pattern then we will not be able to do much and in seasons like this when the people continue to keep to what they are doing one of the ways that God will begin to push them into new places into the place that he has ordained and the pattern that he has ordained one of them is persecutions plagues and things like this in these days people will begin to cry out to the true God and begin to pray the real prayer how long have the church cried for mercy but they have begun to cry for mercy now because they have realized that they have not been living up to God's time. If it is true that we are living God's expectation and be doing His work, then there won't be need for some of these things. Even if it comes, there is such a thing as Goshen. I was reading, I, I heard one bishop die. Me, I'm not disturbed though. It is you that is moved by those things. If it's, we say I'm wicked, let me not say this. But some things need to happen so that people's mind will be reset. So that they will seek the real thing. It's you that is disturbed about this lockdown. For some of us, it's a blessing. It's for people that gather people for nothing. Gather people for play. Gather people for entertainment. You think that's what your destiny is for? Stay there now. When you appear before Jesus, he will tell you, I don't know you. Go. You walk out of iniquity. That many people they are workers of it. They are working, but they are workers of iniquity. God is not aware of what they are doing. And God is using this period to show them mercy, so that He will be able to shift their paradigm. Because there is a season we are on the verge of it. The truth is that Satan is ready. The problem is that the church is not ready. I want to see your face. I want to know your ways. I want to touch your grace. Now I may live your days. I want to see you. Now listen. Listen to me. When seasons like this begin to come, then you begin to realize again that even though God judges his people, we are still his people. We are still the instrument with which we pro fulfill his agenda, promote his kingdom. There is no other method. The scripture says, Thou art my battle axe and weapons of war. With thee will I bring down. In there was a conclusion of God's intent. Not just his plan, but his intent on how to fulfill it. On that day that God had that desire, you became implicated. So in this season that God is bringing us on the verge of a new move, there is a need for a fresh emphasis on what it takes to prepare men for this new regime that is coming. As soon as Jesus realized that his work on earth has ended and there is a, a, a coming regime, he began to introduce that regime. So his emphasis in teaching began to change. He began to empower his disciples. 
he began to show them things that they will do when he is no more the days that the emphasis is on superstars went if jesus is not there they can't do anything he's a lie sometimes jesus will say how long will i stay with you and you can't cast a devil The paradigm is changing. It's the day of saints. And if it is true, then there is a need for emphasis. Just like the apostolic age. Just like in the times of Jesus. The emphasis that he placed and the things that he called needful. The things that he placed higher demands upon. So that he will be able to generate a certain quota of men that can carry on the agenda of God. It was this men that he got and he was... He was comforted. He went to heaven and sat. See, let me tell you. Do you know why there is all these things happening? God is not comfortable with the men that he has. If he leaves us, he will not fulfill his agenda. So he begins to knock us about. So that our emphasis will change. And begin to yield ourselves to his dealings and his workings in our life. So that we will be able to carry the weight of what is coming. We, many people don't even know what is coming. Many people don't know that the seasons are finally changed. And will never recover and go back to what it is. They are not rich. They still continue the what they are doing. Jesus made sure that that didn't happen to him. So he began to teach them things that will enable them to take charge of the coming seasons. Because this is the seasons that they might not have to come and ask him, Master, the boat is sinking. Why do you allow us to die? In those days, Peter will turn. He said, men of Israel. That same Jesus you crucified. He's now the Lord and Christ. The proof of it is the Holy Ghost that is Paul. And he went to the beautiful gate and met the man that has been has has been lame since he was born. He said, Look upon us. And as he's looking upon them, he began to stagger and began to walk. And met the men that looked at them said, ah, There is one man that we knew that lived like this. He is Jesus. It, it, it is on those days that we began to know that this man actually stayed with Jesus. I will trust the Holy Spirit to show us one or two things on the apostolic sending model because the reason why god gave us this this um what would i call it if i call it break it's bigger than break it's extra time it's extra time so that we will make up we will make up for lost ground do you know some people are still misusing this extra time I want to see your face. I want to know your way. I want to touch your grace. That I may live your day. I want to see you. I don't want to finish this season. And then I'm not ready for what God wants to do. Lord, I want to see your face. I want to know your ways. I want to touch your grace. Why? Why? That I may live your days. I want to see you. Just the way you are. I want to see you. Now listen to me. Listen to me. The Bible says in the book of Mark chapter 3. Open to Mark chapter 3. Apostolic sending model is broadly 
divided into two streams. The first stream is called discipleship. The second stream is called empowerment. See, under these two, it is divided into these two broad streams. Under these two streams, there are many things, many things. I'm not sure we'll be able to exhaust it in one moment, but we'll be touching it season after season. Season after season. The reason is that I believe that as soon as this season passes, oh, many things will happen. And, and there will be a lot of demand that will be placed on us. It is important that we are ready for the coming season. First of all, that our consciousness be raised to what God is doing. Are you with me? As I spoke to us when we are analyzing the things that is happening in this season, I told us that we are not interested in conspiracy theories and all those things that come up. Our interest in those matters is that God will awaken in us by the understanding of these matters an urgent need that is in this time. And because of that, a deliberate consciousness, say deliberate consciousness, the whole import of all those things we did is to steer a deliberate consciousness in us. Something that consumes you. You see, the proof of life is consciousness. In fact, most times the things that is ours in the kingdom, in Christ, is entered into by consciousness. That is the very purpose of revelations. The, re the revelations that we get out of the scripture is intended to steer a consciousness in you. Is it not true? So when, when Paul begins to, and, and tells you, know ye not that ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost. It is a, an attempt to raise your consciousness to a matter that is already an existing reality in the spirit. The, the, that consciousness is a need in the moment because it is obvious that the life we live is not an, a representation of the reality that is already in the spirit. So it then means that if this is your reality in the spirit and what you are living in the natural doesn't represent that which is in the spirit, Paul cannot come and say that just because you are not living it, it is no more true. No. He will know that the gap is as a result of what? Consciousness. And if it is true that the gap is because of consciousness, then there is a need for revelation. It is when men are brought into revelations that their consciousness of those matters that is there is already in the spirit is now raised. When consciousness is raised sufficiently, then you begin to walk in that matter. It is already existing in that place. For example, this is the easiest thing to do. How many people have you ministered Holy Ghost baptism? But you speak in tongues. Are you not baptized? Such as you have, you can give. The challenge is consciousness. You have not come into the revelations that will power that consciousness. Anytime I put my hands on you, do you think I, I feel anointed all the time? No, I don't. But whenever I put my hands on you, there is already a consciousness that I'm carrying. That the life of God is inside of me. 
and I have so interacted with that life that it has been turned into a spendable format. I, I hope you know that the life can be in you and be potent all your life. But when you engage it, you can convert it to a spendable format. The scripture spoke about the workings of God. He said, according to the power that is at work in you. You don't even understand that scripture. It means that what you can do is dependent on the workable power. That means there, are, there is power in you, but not all of them is working. According to the power. That is how much God can do through you. People know you have limitless possibilities by the advent of the Spirit of God. The one that we can, the one that can accomplish this, eh, is the one that has been tapped. If you meet these women selling fruits down there, and you tell them that you have one million in your account, they don't understand that, you know. As far as they are concerned, what they are interested in is what we call expendable cash. Don't you have money, but you don't have it in liquid form? How many of you did economics? What do you study? Glory to God. You know liquid now. Liquidity, my God. So you can have your assets tied everywhere. And it is not useful to you. When there is an urgent demand. We went to take an exam many years ago. Many years ago. And then thieves came to rob us. When they finished, we didn't have money for food, transport, everything. Then we sold the phone. We bought 15000 We sold it 3000 That is the day you know. That on the day that you have urgent need. What is important is what? Expend, expendable cash. You can stick to your phone and then you die your phone back. You can, you can have that phone. Are you with me? You can have that phone and still lack and still not go back to where you are going. It is on those seasons that you find out that even the money, because it's in a village, we cannot access our money in the bank. All the investment that is in Christ for you is like money in the bank. What we do here, when we give ourselves to prayer, fasting, studies and all these things is to convert our money in the bank to expendable cash. Let me read the scripture so that it will guide us. So I said that the um, apostolic sending model is divided into two broad branches. One is what? Two is what? Now, let's get to the scripture. Maybe what I'm saying is not correct. Acts chapter 3. Or rather, Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3, verse 14. If you are there, say Amen. Now, verse 14 said, And he ordained 12 that they should be with him. And that he might send them forth to what? And verse 15 now said, 
and he and to have power to what heal sicknesses and to cast devils. Now remove preach and put any other thing that God has ordained you to do. It is still the same thing. Remove preach and put any other thing that God has ordained you to do. It is still the same thing. So according to this scripture, the Bible says that he called them. Hmm? So that number one, they what? That they what? He called them that they will be what? Hmm. And number two, They will have power. So, the whole purpose of everything that is in this scripture is that they will be sent forth. Is it not true? Sent forth. So, this is the model that Jesus generated. And then, the generation of the first apostles, they also imbibed and kept that model. You see, when you change the model, things will change. This is what we do these days. Somebody comes and he has never been with Jesus. Most of them are not empowered and we send them. Some of the time we send them to politics and they get there and become the people that we, we persecute the church. Have you noticed? That all the people batching churches are not this thing, that most of them are churchgoers. I can't call them believers. You, you can't be for the kingdom and be against the kingdom at the same time. A kingdom that is against each other, we fall. Some people are going to church, they don't know they will go to hell, they will go straight from church to hellfire. They have subscribed to the spirit of the age. That worketh iniquity in the hands hearts of the people already. That's not where I'm going. So he called them that they will what be with him, and that he will what send them forth. So everything we are doing in the church that will not culminate in sending, we are wasting God's time. The church is not a gathering place where you gather people, gather people, gather people, and none of them can be sent. If God finds you where you are doing business now, is he sure that he has a man there, a man sent to that place? That you are a principality that can hold down that place for the kingdom of God. We don't even need many people. We need men that have entered into the consciousness of the demand of God upon their life. See, eh? for some people, God has made many investments in them, but they were not, they have not been with Jesus. You don't know, in fact, the most important thing is to be with Jesus. The revelation of being with Jesus, in fact, it is so important that the lecture, this lecture of being with him, was not completed by Jesus. So even when he rose from the dead in the book of Acts chapter 1, the Bible said that he came for the space of 40 days. He left the throne that was waiting for him. You won election and became the president of Nigeria. 
and they told you that your coronation service will be next month 18th and then when the time came you told them post everything i have lecture i was a lecturer before i won the presidency i so uh, there is a class that i missed and if my students miss that class they will never become anything in life i understand that the full scope of my coronation will never be realized except my students has found themselves to the width and breadth and depth of the demand of their destiny because the very reason why i'm ascending is that when i ascend i will empower them to achieve their callings and their destiny you see but their callings and destiny will never be fully articulated eh? so that they will be able to spend the investment i'm bringing upon them if i didn't finish my lecture so he, he took casual leave say casual leave so that he will fulfill the quota, quota of his lecture i don't know human being will do it at least in nigeria someone that has one president you'll be doing this thing another person will take it so he went there and he began to teach them the scripture says of things pertaining to the kingdom it was then that we realized that god's emphasis as it pertains to what he wants to do have not changed that it was that thing that he told adam that is still the emphasis now uh, that first of all that there is a recovery agenda in the heart of god and if it is true that the kingdom is the context then there is of a necessity a need for empowerment are you with me now now except kingdom is not the context if it is kingdom then the frontiers of the kingdom will never be expanded and increased and if and pushed forward except an incredible amount of power comes upon the people that has taken it on themselves to push for that frontiers you need to understand that whenever there is kingdom there is need for context the people that is staying in that land will not go for free you'll be ready for war my friends it is because we know that we are supposed to conquer and we are supposed to push the banner of our kingdom high and begin to stamp it in certain places we find ourselves in our campus and stamp the banner of jesus find ourselves in our work and stamp the banner of jesus and find ourselves everywhere and stamp the banner of jesus until we do that the bible says until the gospel of the kingdom is preached to everywhere the end will not come and the end we are talking about is that it is the end that we usher in another better end because are you with me when you are able to understand this thing i'm telling you you will now find out that the very need for this lecture is that you will be prepared beyond now but for the coming age because here and now is like a theater is like is like um, is like trial version <laughs> it's like trial version of what is yet to come are you with me in fact anytime the scripture talks about the kingdom and the revelation of christ whether it's the person whether it's the realm and whether it's the race and whether it's the reality whatever it is it is still speaking in the context of ages past and ages to come telling you that beyond what we see in this age that whatever god has in heart and is about to fulfill is beyond this our present age i hope you know please believe it is not about heaven it is not about hellfire heaven or whatever 
that is not that is not God's ultimate plan. What if man did not sin? If man did not sin, does he have any business with hell? The reason why we preach hell, heaven, and all these things is because actually that man fell. So if man didn't fall, I want to ask you, what will be what he's doing? What will be God's plan and what is his agenda? I want to remind you that whatever it is has not changed. And it is because of this that Jesus began to teach them of things pertaining to the kingdom. That before God was a father, he was a king. And everything that issues from him, we gather and follow that reality. Of what? The kingdom. In fact, when he was speaking in the book of Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, he says, seek ye first the kingdom. Are you with me now? So it is then that we began to realize that there is something paramount in the heart of God. And if it is true that we are even John preached the kingdom, the apostles preached the kingdom. In fact, simply because the apostles have not been grounded on the realities of the kingdom, the Bible says when Jesus took casually, what was he teaching them? He said he taught them of things pertaining to what? The kingdom. It was then that we realized what was the scope of God's work. The things that was in his hand before man fell. As soon as Jesus came and breached the gap by his redemptive works. As soon as you are born again, the work starts. Are you with me? What truncated the work was sin and the death of man because of that sin. As soon as that breach has been closed, what would you do? You start where you should have started if you didn't fall into sin. Are you with me? But men don't understand what is paramount in the heart of God. For some on this age, they don't know what God is doing. For some on the other age, they, they, they just want to rush to heaven. It is not about going to heaven or staying on earth. It is about understanding the kingdom. That is, even after, there can be many ages. Are you with me? But all of them will still be about the kingdom. It will still be about God desiring to have a full expression in all his creation and through all his creation. Are you with me now? That is God's intent. That all things be filled up and made up of Christ. Because Christ is um, is God stepped down in such a mode that he can be accessible. Are you with me? Uh, the scripture was speaking. He said that the ministry of God is what? Say Christ. You don't know what. It, every, anything you are trying to understand about God. All this God thing, God thing, kingdom thing, God thing, everything about God. Don't go far. All you need to do is to understand Christ. Because the whole of the gospel from Genesis to Revelation is simply about Christ and his kingdom. Finish. That is the whole thing. A man that understands this has understand the full scope of what God is trying to do. I'm trying to tell you that that agenda has not changed. That God will still have his Christ and his what? Kingdom. And that is why that thing that is in the heart of God has um, is what supported the type of posture that he took. Are you with me? So Jesus knew that it's only kingdom men that can do kingdom assignments. And some of them don't even know what is this kingdom. So he called them so that they would be with him. 
and he taught them everything that pertains to the kingdom. That is what is called discipleship. Discipleship is not hearing messages. So. Discipleship is not hearing big things. Discipleship is raising men after the order of Christ. In fact, most times Jesus doesn't tell them anything. Have you noticed? It will take them calling Jesus apart sometimes and tell them, teach us what to pray. Because we have noticed that John taught his disciples. But you will notice, you didn't teach us, but we are leaving it. Are you with me? So what Jesus did is to first of all model for them a lifestyle. So the first thing that you understand in the apostolic model of sending is that Jesus calls you first of all to be with him. And then when you are able to live and model the life of Christ properly, are you with me? Then the empowerment will now come upon you to broadcast that reality to the ends of the earth. That is what we call the gospel of the kingdom. The things that you have learned of Jesus. In fact, he reached a point, Paul was telling some people, he told them that you have not so learned of Christ. He's telling them that the things I see manifesting in your life now is not part of the things that Jesus taught you. There was a time the people saw the disciples of Jesus and the Bible said they took knowledge of them and knew that this man has been with who? So it then means that the men that have truly been with Christ Jesus, that there is a fragrance, a nature, a lifestyle that they will become. This one is not an attempt to be. It is not a set of rules and regulations. That is why people will come and tell you, they will be looking just for method, method everywhere, method up and down. No. At the end, the intent of God is that you become. It is only people that have become that are qualified to be witnesses. Are you with me now? These are the people that God will empower and they will represent the kingdom properly. We will get to these things fuller. The two dimensions of the apostolic sending model is number one, what? And number two, what? Anyway, after you have been discipled and you are not empowered, it's a waste of time. In fact, empowerment is so important that when they were telling Jesus many things, Jesus told them, don't worry, don't worry. Let empowerment come first. Have you been empowered? If you are empowered, then you will know that you are not a small person. Many of the things that are your prayer points will no more be your prayer point when you are empowered. Stop praying for nothing. Cry that the hand of God will come up in your life. And then certain things you pray for will not be a prayer. They asked, the disciples asked him, When will you restore to us the kingdom of Israel? He said, Stop asking that question. What you need is what? That the Holy Ghost comes upon you. When he comes, then you will realize that certain of the questions you are asking is not needed. Because the coming of that empowerment will begin to define and regulate your life. Are you with me now? When the empowerment of the Spirit of God lands on your life, it will begin to regulate your life. You think I'm joking? If God, if, 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 if one billion lands in your hand now, there are many things you can't be thinking about. Your thoughts will change. Is it not true?
if you clear 14 cripples from the wheelchair there are many things you stop talking about you stop saying give me platform open door for me do this one for me those things are not prayer put your hands on me let your empowerment come upon my life are you with me now that's the empowerment we talk about it was then that we realized that the men that were empowered by the Holy Ghost after 100 was it up to 100 years they turned the whole of Asia Minor upside down people like Paul will come to Ephesus and we begin to contend with them on the scriptures the Bible spoke about his exploits he said that so mightily grew the word of God and what? so there is a move of the word of God such that it can prevail in a city so when you come to cities like America even when the, all of them are not born again but the constitution was crafted from the depths of the scripture are you with me? that is what we mean by the kingdom message such that it, it is not possible <laughs> let me tell you I know some people say the kingdom message is, is winning souls it is not winning souls really because the truth is that not everybody will be born again but the target is that even when somebody is even even Satan himself agrees that Jesus is the son of God that's the target are you with me that's our target that's the kingdom message so that when you appear before God you will be without excuse for before you was manifested all the splendor of the Godhead by men that have interacted with that reality so much so that they have become carriers of the glory of God. Men don't look to go to heaven and say, bring down God. No. Then he says, carrying it from city to city, street to street, how to have. Board meeting to board meeting. There is a man called Damos Shakarian. Have you heard of him? He's the one that started Full Businessmen's Fellowship. He was a Polish billionaire. He called his fellow billionaires and said, let's pray, pray in tongues. Why won't you pray? Are you a foolish person? When you just have one million dollars, a billionaire said, let's pray in tongues. Why won't you pray? After the praying in tongues, we raised cripples. Deaf ears open. My friends, do you know why that man has become an effulgence of a man like David? Even after he has ascended the throne, he said that I, I, I am small in your eyes. I am poor. How can a king be saying he is poor? The meekness in his heart will not allow him to esteem anything higher than the God that he encountered in the secret. In the lives of those men is more than the gain and utmost desire of some things that are eternal. They have everything and then they are seeking God. You wonder why this person has everything and is seeking God. So if you never knew that God is more important than anything in this life, those men have become a manifestation of that reality. So when you appear in heaven and begin to say, my children's school fee is money, that's why I did not serve you. God will say, look at you. Look at this man. For even in seasons like this, he modeled this reality of the kingdom to you. That every single thing in comparison to the things that are eternal pales. And then men, because they understood this, has imbibed and calcified this reality. And they were empowered to show their generation this reality. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sometimes God calls you as an intercessor. And then you stand in a family. Everybody, nobody is born again. You are the only person born again. And they are looking for your head. 
you cannot afford to sleep more than four hours in that place. You can't afford to sleep more than four hours. A generation depends on it. It is not about in the beginning, it will be for the fact that you are trying to stay alive and trying to succeed in life. But after some seasons, you will now realize that God has set you like a, a, a light that is set on a hill that men will see a salt that he will use to salt all the people that is in that territory. Are you hearing what I'm saying? After some time, people will not need to ask where is God. They will point at you. That is the gospel of the table. And then this is the apex of this gospel. That men will sit in these thrones and manifest so much of God that a time will come they will become their engagements with God will attain a point of perfection. Are you with me? For example, whenever we begin to talk about the spirit of revival, one of the people we begin to encounter is the man called Elijah. Why? Because as far as that reality is concerned in God, that man has become a witness. The spirits of those men made perfect. They have interacted with God so much so that even time and eternity has recognized their interaction with God. The most of some of them are still like patriots. Eh? People like Paul will say that instead of the children of Israel not to be born again, remove my name from the book of life. God cannot answer that prayer. But you, you can't pray because you can't pray. But people like Paul can pray it. Because they have seen their throne and they have seen their crown. He said, henceforth I have finished my race. Henceforth what is remaining for me is the crown. How can living men talk like this? They have entered into places that we hear about. The things that motivate them are not on this world. They live in between realms. They sit more in heaven than they sit on earth. He said, if I die, it's better. That I'm living is for your own good. How can men talk like that? What did they see? What did they hear? What places did they enter? These men have been with Jesus long enough. Even at the tail end of his life, he said, That I may what? See, that is why God sets up platforms like this. Do you know why? Many people have not seen Jesus. The intent of this platform is that Christ be molded in you. That is what it means to see Jesus. That is the reason why these meetings are called bedpans. He said, My little children, of whom I travel in bed again, that what will happen? Christ be formed in you. It is only them that Christ has been formed in that have the right to represent those same realities. They have become witnesses of the realities that has been calcified in them. You see, are you a member of the body of Christ? Yes, the extent to which you are a member of this body is determined by the measure of Christ that has become the constituent of your being. You see what I'm saying? There are people that have touched Christ very little and they are shouting, they are a member of the body of Christ. But the reality of Christ that is in them, are you with me now? Is low. There were seasons when our fathers preached who we are in Christ Jesus. These days, what we end the age has to be who Christ is in, in us. 
because the target of God in these last days is to build Christ inside of you. You need to know that when Christ has been built inside of you, that facility is of eternal importance. What did I say? You don't even know what it means. It means that the, the usefulness is beyond this our present age. Are you with me now? So, the extent to which Christ has been built in you, we still determine the rank that you will carry, that you will have your estate in the coming kingdom. For the first time, man was given an opportunity to determine what we have. What do you think we mean by crown? What do you think Jesus means that I will introduce you to my father? All those things that are accolades and things we receive at the judgment seat of Christ. For what purpose? It means that after this regime and age, that there is an age coming. And the reason why God is placing this demand on lifestyle, holiness, and death to self, and subscribing to the economy of the spirit so that his government will be so strong. Because if the government of the spirit is not strong in your life, you will not be a man that has a throne. How do we know that you will rule if you have not been ruled? The spirit rules in our hearts and the extent to which he has ruled is the extent of our authority in the kingdom. The scripture says men without discipline, men without chastisement, they are bastards, they are not sons. So we see men that have not been with Jesus. Eh? You come to church, come to church for like two, two weeks and then maybe you sang like this young lady now and then we make you choir director. And then all the choir members will start sleeping with each other because you have not been with Jesus. The character of Christ has not been molded in. You don't even know the life. You don't even know what is Christ's self. Not to talk of that Christ being built in you. Paul said you have not so learned of Christ. We have many people littered in the body of Christ that have not learned Christ. And they say they are living for How can you live for somebody you have not learned? you like this just because they don't want to lose you they will make you pastor even you yourself knows that you have not you are you are not yet qualified to be in training not to talk of being a pastor and then when sometimes some people will set and take them serious and then he will start flogging you and because their sheep has not been anchored on the rock that is Christ you will see those people yielding to philosophies and things that can never be traced to Christ Jesus these are men that have not been with Christ he called them that they will be with him that after some seasons that he will send them for how long you are with Christ is determined by you is determined by you he's not I've been born again for 30 years I've been a pastor for 15 years. That is nothing. Jesus is not in you. Christ has not been formed in you. He has not been formed. Have you heard of the young man called Apollos? Apollos was so desirous of God that in a few seasons he became a giant. In fact, the scripture spoke about him. He said that he was mighty. He was. To a point that people began to compare him with Paul. Paul had to make a statement about that young man. Paul planted and Apollos did what? Even Paul recognized the ministry of Apollos. He recognized the extent and the authority of his apostleship, knowing that this man actually received 
a ministry and a dispensation from God. That when he, that is poor, begins to plant, that that man has a dispensation of watering. It didn't take Apollos long. It took him giving himself to the things that are emphasized. Do you know, are you with me? Do you know there are many, many things you are doing in the body of Christ? It's not working. How would you know it's not working? You are not becoming anything fast. That's why we pray the way we pray. We study the way we study. We sometimes we camp. We camp in one place. Sometimes Jesus camps his disciples. Now coming to church and service is one hour, 30 minutes, and then you go. How will you become anything with that? I'm not against it. Oh. You do first service, second service, third service, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. And I tell yourself the truth. How can you know that even one service is not enough for you? And there are now doing seven services. My friend said those things. That he used to sit throughout all the services. Do you know why? Because it is at the end of all the five services that he will now feel something small in his heart. You now see the problem in the church. Their target is services. Their target is number. Their target is many things. Their target is not you. Their target is not discipleship. Discipleship has you and the kingdom in focus. It does not have the ministry in focus. You can take this work we are doing, take it. I'm not bothered though. As I used to tell you people, as fine as this place is, that is not the work. As fast as God is expanding revival hub, that is still not the emphasis. People is the ministry. So we have find, found out that you can have you can have hundred thousand people gathered. There are few disciples. There are few people that can mirror the lifestyle of Christ as a proof that they have what being with. A few of them, just a few, that have been able to mirror their life. They have not been empowered to broadcast their life. Because the Bible says that that gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom springs up from a well. What is the name of that well? Christ. So when a man has been filled with the fullness of Christ, as the reality of his embodiment, as the reality of his living, eh? That man will now be empowered to begin to showcase that reality to men. It is on that account that men are being drawn to the same reality. Are you with me now? So somebody will come and tell, is it Peter or Paul? He said, give us, let's pay, give us more of this anointing. Peter will turn to him and say, do you know why? It is because these men learned Christ and Jesus told them, eh? Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. What? Freely you have received, freely give. Somebody taught them the land of Christ. In fact, when the man that was writing the book of Acts was writing it, he said, The former three ties, oh excellent Theophilus. That is to say that there is a former three ties. And that was the book of Luke. And when you go to the book of Luke, the one that wrote it was trying to tell them that I have taken it upon myself to keep this account because I've noticed that there are many people writing things about Jesus that were never with Jesus. 
you are not getting my point. Many people took it upon themselves to begin to write about Jesus that we are never with Jesus. But he said that the authority of my writing was because I sat down with people that heard Jesus mouth to mouth. And they actually told me beyond the stories, they told me the reality of that man. And that was what informed me to write. When I realized that many people speak about, you see these days people speak about apostolic, they have apostolic language. How many things have, I, is it not true? They, they listen, now messages is everywhere. They talk, they talk, the life is not there. The reality is not there. If the reality is there, in all these things that people are running around, we would have, do, do you know what we would have done? God called me one day last year and told me, don't be deceived that there are not many people yet. I used to, because of what I'm seeing, I used to think there are many people. Don't be deceived. He's still crying for men. It is because after all these things, he has not gotten enough men. He now shut all of us down to see if we will turn our face and cry to him. People are still doing many things now. They are strategizing, say strategizing. Human beings that has been hijacked by the flesh and Satan, they can devise all means except to see God. They can devise all means except to cry to the one that has the capacity to bring his words to pass. It is not enough to decide to do God's work. It must be done his way. Are you with me? All the strategies of men has to be borne down. God will never accept a work that is done in the flesh. Even though it is his work, it has to be done his way. Are you with me? They brought those men. The ark was trying to fall. And Hosea wanted to help and he died. Do you know why he died? The ark was never meant to be carried on a cart. The ark should be carried on the shoulders of men. Many methods and many styles that people have brought. And then they now incorporated God in their plans. Incorporated God in their ways. Many people have started strategizing on how to increase their church. And how to do church. After this, this lockdown. And they are, instead of them to take time and cry to God. Weep until God shows us what he wants to do. They are still strategizing. They have not been with God. The burdens of God is not in their heart. When he is there, you will now know that even when God calls you, you must accomplish your call by his methods. If you don't stay with Jesus, Satan will borrow you and accomplish his call. Meanwhile, the equipment and the resources, the calling is from God. But you are fulfilling Satan's agenda. You will realize at the last that God is never there. So men began to show many things as a prover that God is with them. That miracle happened. That money came. That all those things happened. Is it a proof? It's not a proof. Even though those things are indispensable part of what God has ordained for us, they are not yet the proof. The proof is that you are being with Jesus. And when you be with Jesus, you will now find out that you are not permitted to do anything you want, anyhow you want. It has to mirror Christ. My desire in these last days is that all things be poured into Christ. The only thing that passed that fractionating column is the only thing that will take to build. Jesus asked Peter and asked his disciples, 
say, what do men say that, whom do men say that I am? Do you know why that question? Because Jesus is the Christ, is God's preordained plan. Are you with me? To build all things. And because Christ is God's preordained plan, model, instrument, the economy with which he will dispense all of himself, he of a necessity created all things by Christ and for Christ, according to the book of Colossians chapter 1. Are you with me now? So, he needs to bring his disciples to the realization of this revelation. Because he's about to start building. Are you with me? Yet, they have not understood the building materials. <laughs> uh, I think we need to go and teach the church of Jesus Christ the building material. Because many people are building, they don't even know the building material. Some of them are crying to God, our church is closing. Remember, do give us, bless us, bless us. They are building nothing. They are building, some of them are headquarters of witchcraft and Satan. If God knocks on the door of that church to enter, they will not allow God to enter. Haven't you seen it? If you pray in tongues, they will shut you down. <laughs> it is a sign that somebody somewhere have started building with a material that is not Christ. If you fast, they will tell you, Jesus, don't fast like this. It is a proof that somebody has engineered a method that is not what. If you groan, they will tell you, Kai, don't groan like this. It is a proof that somebody has engineered a method that is not Christ. My hope is in him. I don't have any alternative. If Jesus has not moved, I will not move. I will stay in one place. There is no other plan. He told them, Tari <laughs> Foolish people in this generation, when Jesus said Tari they will leave. Of course, some people left. There were 500 people that Jesus told what? Tari But when the Holy Ghost came, he found how many? I pray that God will find many people here. Oh that you will secure your mercy where you are. May you not be among them. May you not be among the people that are eggs that left. Stay, stay. Stay so that the work of God will be accomplished by God's methods. May we not be frustrated and motivated to take any other method except God's method. We will stay, we will wait. I will wait till you come. I will wait. I will wait. I will wait. I will wait till you come. do God's work by man's method, devil's method, natural method. We will not mix God's method with man's method. God's work has to be done God's way. And if it will be done God's way, God will have God's mind. 
it is only God's men that we have that will do God's work. No other way. No other way. The first demand in the doing of the work of God is that these men have to be with Jesus. They have to be with Jesus until Christ is formed in them. Then they will be empowered. I want you to pray in the next five minutes. Tell him you will wait until you become, until you become, until you become. <laughs> I cross a man to Babarana Hata Kabinda. Lianto Kombre Stopabaranta Babrana Makapenata Vilata. Ambreto Barana Mahakambreta Palahai Takabenate. Stata Barata Badaka Penate. And they took knowledge of them and saw that they have been with Jesus. What we may say when they see you, we they testify and bear witness that indeed you have been with Jesus. With your, will your life be an expression of that his glorious majesty the bible says that christ in you is the hope of glory what men seek is the carriers of the glory of god and this facility has been installed in us when christ entered our heart can you cry to god and say i will wait i will wait till christ be formed in me i will have all the bed pans. i will have all the travails i will groan until christ is formed I will wait, I will wait till you come. I will wait till you come. I will wait till you come. I will wait. We will wait till you come. I will wait. Amana tapasada kamre. Stabe. I will wait. I Rapata, 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 Rapata,
the network. Yes, God called you, but are you doing it God's way? Are you sure God is the one that sent you with this one you are doing now? Is God aware of what you are doing? Is He aware of how you are doing it? Even if God called you, you have to do His work His way. This is a call to return to God. It's a call to return to Him. It's a call to repentance. If my people call by my name. Stop strategizing, stop planning. Seek God, seek God, seek God, seek God. Carry, carry, carry. Carry, my friend. It's not time to seek for strategies and plans. It's not time to be planning for up and down, moving up and down. Looking for methods, principles, looking for all kinds of stuff. Where you have not found Jesus, where you have not been known of Him. I have a body. I have a body. I have a body. The generation that is seeking to do God's work their way. How can you do God's work your way? Fire will burn it. Fire. Unquenchable fire will burn that work. Bible says that the works of men shall be tested with fire. What will remain that day? Are you building with hate? Are you building with stubbles? Fire will burn that work. But every man that will humble himself and seek God. God will hear. He will hear. After hearing this message, if you go ahead and continue doing what you are doing, that means you are turning the mercy of God over your life. You are abandoning the mercy of God. If you go ahead with your plans, if you go ahead with your methods, you are abandoning God's mercy and He will cast you off from the plan that He has in this season. You must do God's work, God's way is a must. Tarry, 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 tarry until. There is no time scale to it. Tarry until God comes. You tarry until God comes. You tarry until God comes. You tarry until God comes.
Father, we repent as a body. We repent. We repent. For sending out fake people. Because of it, fake prophets everywhere, fake teachers. Undisciplined people everywhere misrepresenting the kingdom. They didn't know you. They didn't know you. If they knew you, they will not behave like this. If they know you, they will not be milking this. If they know your heart, if they know your body, if they stand with you and heard your heartbeat, they will not be preaching to entice people. That the man and their emphasis will be the soul of men. If they knew you, if they knew you, many things that they will stop talking. Many things that they will know is not your emphasis. If indeed they knew you, they may see also God and Wait. If it takes 
five years, you will be waiting. If it takes ten years, you will be waiting. Jesus said, tarry ye, tarry ye. Till, tarry until. Not tarry for two years. After two years, you become a pastor. It's a lie. After five years, you become a pastor. It's a lie. You become a man of God. We will not be sending you to represent us. No, 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 no. You tarry until. Jesus accomplished his purpose in your life. There is no time scale to it. Until a testimony comes that you have been with Jesus.
we will look at properly the model that is in the book of Acts chapter 13. That even when there were prophets and teachers, such that everybody in that place recognized the calling of God upon their life, yet they are not yet permitted to be sent because there is a required measure of grace it takes to send these particular people so that they will accurately represent the kingdom of God. Give me one. Now, it is not possible for these men to properly represent the kingdom of God except they are sent with a certain measure of what? Grace. It was, those company is, is needed. Those company is of paramount importance because it can only take a certain company to send certain men. That is why no matter how much God calls you, he will have to bring you to certain companies because it is this company that have the capacity to generate the amount of grace that it takes to send men of your stature. If it is true that your calling is what it is that God said it is, then you will have to be in certain companies. The Bible says that these men found themselves in certain companies as they prayed and ministered to God. Then something happened. Are you with me now? There is such a thing as sending grace. What we have found out is many men that God has called, but they have not been able to stay in companies that can generate descending grace. Do you know what we have found out? Many churches that is filled with end-time evangelists, end-time teachers, end-time prophets, end-time apostles, but those men will never enter into their calling. Do you know why? Descending grace can never be generated in that company. You tell them that you have to fast long, pray long, tarry long, all kinds of things that it takes for certain kind of men to be sent. You know what it takes to send people like Apostle Paul. You think anybody can just send them. It takes a conk environment, a large amount of grace to send those men of certain stature. So when God begins to put his hands upon our life, he begins to draw us to certain companies and those companies, God will put his hands upon them and they will pray as if their life depends on prayer. They fast as if their life of fasting they will give, they will tarry, consecrate as if their life depends on it after some certain seasons the amount of grace that will be generated there will be um, enough to send some certain men the reason why we see many men they did not actualize their destiny is that they were sent but not with the required grace and then they go to government house and become thieves it's not as if they want to become thieves but when they sat on the seat, they became crippled. And they now took them to Baba. And Baba now gave them the charm to withstand it. Believers that have taken Holy Communion now went and joined themselves to the devil. The reason is that there was no sending grace. Who sent these politicians that said that they are believers? Nobody. They laid hands on them, but that laying hands is not sending grace. It takes certain companies to raise men that will be sent to that place. Where certain sending grace has been generated. You know that as long as they are there, they have what it takes to represent the kingdom.